Today's guest is D.R. Fay from Mouthy Broad Media. Dee talks about what it's like for a 60-something-year-old to start a new business in podcast management while all her friends are talking about retiring. She herself has her own podcast called Boomer's Side Hustle Lounge. So, of course, we get to talk about old broads in new spaces. Give a warm welcome to ever-blessed D.R. Fay. Hey, Jasmine. Well, hello there. Good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. And I know <laughs> uh, you are quite equipped over there. It looks like you're kind of like set up like me. I have my little pop yeah. filter thing going on here. So right. you're also a voiceover artist as well. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. What are the things that you have worked in specifically? Well, I will tell you that many years ago, I was getting into voiceovers, just like I dipped my toe into it a little bit, did some commercials, some um, political things. And I had an opportunity to get enough in there to get a nice commercial reel. And I guess I got tired of the pursuit mm-hmm. and um, I kind of kind of gradually faded out of it. So now I'm just getting back into it. And the thing that's holding me back is that I don't have a booth and I'm not sure I'm, I'm in several VO Facebook groups and I'm kind of on the fence as to, do I really need it? I mean, is this the sound that you're getting right now from me? Is this good enough? I'm not sure. Yeah. it is. You feel like it is. Oh yeah, because I'm not even in the booth myself, and I'm. Oh, I, I love to know that. So <laughs> I, I have one of those Troy Studios whisper boxes that has the microphone in it, but it's oh. akin to putting your head in an oven and trying to, you know, act. Right. So, because have you seen those little boxes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous, right? They're ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm trying to avoid that. Um, but I'm glad you told me that the sound that you hear is might be good enough. So then now I might really go after the, all of those, you know, calls that I see. And absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. And I started in December of last year, right around my birthday, I started just doing voiceovering and it was like literally within the first couple of weeks, I got like multiple jobs and I've never done it before. So I was you pretty excited. did not. Oh, Jasmine, you have really spurred me on now. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you in any of the VO Fiverr groups? Their Fiverr, you know, how much they've made throughout the month. It just gets me so excited it expires me like yeah I'm so nervous when it comes to stuff like that too because I'm such a strong introvert so having these podcasts kind of got me closer closer out of my shell right um but all my life I've been told oh gosh you have such a beautiful voice and I'm like I've done singing I've done all of that other crazy stuff and I never really thought about like, wow, this could be something I would love to enjoy at home during the pandemic. So I've done a variety of um, like audiobooks and other stuff like that. Have you? Yeah, it was quite strenuous for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have these different characters. And I 
I enjoy doing character voices because I used to do that a lot with my kids when I did storytelling when they were younger. So I just kind of brought those voices back out again. And um, gosh, that was like 20 some years ago. So it's just just like. That's awesome. Um, Well, I did a lot of theater when I was younger, a ton of musical theater just was a natural progression to get back into into the voiceovers. It felt like Mm -hmm. a natural progression. You know, everyone talks about anti-aging for your Mm -hmm. face. No one talks about anti-aging for your voice. Correct. And, you know, you can always, I I was a, I was a customer service representative on the phones for many years for home shopping network. Mm -hmm. And it was so important to me to keep the voice young I hate mm-hmm. to use that phrase, but kind of your your street cred mm-hmm. is tied to that. You know, if you hear an old voice, you know, people are not going to really have much faith in what you have to say. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like one of those so, rascally, rascally right. voices from smoking cigarettes. And <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I wanted to keep it and I would get all the time. Oh, you're. I can I can tell you're you're in your 30s and I'm like, you know, I never corrected them. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was just uh, it was validation that, okay the pipes are the pipes are staying in pipes are staying there. (laughs) Good, 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 good. (laughs) A little pipe cleaning, a little maintenance there. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I even have my, so the podcast is originally kind of streamed into my website. My domain is officially a voiceovering domain. So there is a tab in there specifically for this podcast in there. And I have a couple of like different reels that I've done. Um, Some actual uh, customers who've done uh, ratings and, and testimonials on there. So it was just like, all of a sudden, it was just like a burst of all these customers like, I love your voice. Let's do this. And, you know, because I love trying different childlike voices. And there was oh. one person they were talking about. We need a nine to 10 year old girl who feels like she's confident in superpowers. And I'm like, I can try to do that. <laughs> and they, yeah. they really liked it a lot. So, but I, yeah, That's it's just awesome. Really, you have really, I'm really encouraged by by yeah. this, just this conversation alone. And I think as soon as we get off this, <laughs> I am hitting Facebook for all those Fiverr. I, I took a, a course on Fiverr and she did a five episodes of the best way to get started on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. And I took that course and it's, it's um, it is doable. I know it's doable. Yeah. I've been trying to find a way to not kill my my bank account with all these courses, seminars and courses and workshops. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I... Dives and master classes. Yes. And yeah, I understand. Yeah. So and uh, with podcasting, I started the course in January. Okay. So, um, and having my own podcast, I put on hold everything. Uh, when I say everything, I mean, pursuing podcast clients, I put that on hold in order to do my own podcast Mm -hmm. um, because I knew doing my own podcast was just going to make me a better podcast manager. So I put pursuing clients on hold so I could do my own podcast. And then after that was done, 
now I'm back in full swing and I feel way more confident now going for those clients, going for those discovery calls. Yeah, I would have never known because, I mean, you were just mentioning about the old rascally voice and you're making sure your pipes are crisp and clear um, and keep them healthy and young uh, vocally and audibly. So I didn't just by looking at you, I wouldn't think you were in your 60s. Is that what you're telling me? I'm six. I turned 62 in July. Oh, my gosh. I literally like (laughs) you're 20 years older than I am. And I'm (laughs) thinking like. Holy cow. I wish I could look that good when I'm in my 60s. (laughs) Oh, thank you. From here on up, it's decent. From here on down, it goes straight to hell. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. You're too bad. (laughs) So, okay. I had done that posting through uh, find a guest, be a guest. And I kid you not, I received 42 applications. Oh, I, I believe it. I totally believe it. That's okay. Yeah. So that means that I'm, I'm literally trying to compress as many interviews. So honey, I'm living your story. (laughs) I'm living your story because my podcast, I'm only doing for one season only. Okay. It's 20 episodes. I haven't dropped a single one of them. I just finished the 20th interview. So now I'm in edit mode. I'm editing all of them. And so I haven't dropped any. So Mm -hmm. I've basically banked like 20 episodes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. That's a great start for that. And so why did you consider it to be just for one season for you? Well, um, you know, after I went through all the modules, of the course that I was in. And I started going for those because they also post job ops in this course, in the Facebook group that this private Facebook group that this course has has. And I started going for them, but I had a huge imposter syndrome thing going on. Mm. Just, oh, it was debilitating. It was just debilitating. So it's kind of like, if you remember back to when you filled out your very, very first job application and you filled out your name and your number and your address and a mm-hmm. friend for reference, and all of a sudden you got to experience and you're like, oh, crap, there's this big, huge space on that application that you are basically leaving blank. And it just, oh, it just does something inside of you, right? So I thought, well, screw this. I'm going to make my own experience. I'm going to do my own podcast and I'm going to be my most troublesome client. I'm going to do everything that a client, a potential client would ask of me that's in my skill set. And so I'm doing a ton of different um, monetization strategy. I'm doing all my show notes. I'm doing the guest management. I'm doing the audiogram and the static images. And I'm doing you know, I'm doing everything that a client would want of me. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's beautiful. Love it. I love it. It's been an honor to even talk to somebody specifically who's been in the podcasting world as well as voiceovering world. Like, yeah, oh my gosh, my new goddess. I saw on yours that you podcasting and voiceovers. So I'm like, am I reading my own bio? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> you're a sister from another mister so that's right yes you are the goddess that i am looking up to for inspiration so this is awesome 
and to be over 60. So I mean, like, my gosh, now I have some serious hashtag goals. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the fire under your ass. Come yes, on, we got it. And that's this. a whole lot of it too. So. <laughs> Me too. There's some, there's some junk in my trunk, honey. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a serious, my kids call it the entertainment system. You can put a little 52, 52 inch screen on there with a the little boom boss speaker thing. On <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. I want to know more about you. So he says, let's talk about this old broads and new spaces. I, I love that. So tell me what, what this is all about. Can you tell the listeners exactly what this is all like? Oh, broads and new spaces. Tell me the story about the reason why you, you know, you've decided to be um, getting involved in starting a new business and podcast management, you know, while your friends are talking about retiring, you know, tell yeah. me exactly what that space is for someone who is a old broad. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that um, I I was a, a, a customer service representative for a home shopping network and I did did it here at home and it was all on the phone and um, it was a weird time. I got to the point where I, you know, people were looking to me as the oh, let's let's ask DR. And it might have been because I've been there for a long time, or it might have been because of my age. It might have been because I bought a lot of products. And so I really knew these products inside and out. And it just was the, they were asking so much of those customer service reps, so much. And I started to not love it. Then I started to hate it. I was verbally wrestling with these 98-year-old women who were trying to talk me into using a 40-year-old coupon that they found in the back of their closet in an old purse. <laughs> but ma'am, we don't make cassette tapes anymore. I'm so sorry. You know, I mean, I was like verbally wrestling with these women and I just got so tired of it. So I thought this, this might be a good time for me to cut bait. And it happened to be at a time when the major competitor, the parent company of the major competitor was buying out our company. And now they are sister stations, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So, you know, and I have been involved in companies that were acquired by other companies before. I've done mergers. I've been in mergers before. And it's usually a, a nice gradual change very copacetic. This one was hard. It was fast. It was steep. And I thought, oh no, this is not. And that's when I brought out the phrase that I usually hate is I'm too old for this stuff. Mm. So I, I thought, no, I, that's when I quit. And I kind of kicked around for about six months thinking vacation, vacation. And then after six months, I started working for Apple as a chat, at-home chat customer service rep. And I thought, oh, I'm not on the phone anymore. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. I was wrong. <sighs> I was getting chats in from India, from, from uh, Yugoslavia, from Turkey, from Russia. I was getting chats in from all over the world. Um, and they were coming in fast and furious when COVID hit every single solitary Apple store closed down all over the world. And so that means we were doing like 
you know, five chats all at the same time. And it was miserable. I'm not a crier, but I will tell you, there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't cry. It was horrible. Mm. So I quit that one. So it gave me a chance. COVID gave me a chance to sit back and say, what do I really want to do? And I remember thinking, well, you know, about a year ago, I looked into this whole VA thing, virtual assistant thing. I wonder whatever happened to that idea. I think maybe I might want to get serious about that again. So I invested in a course and the course is great, but it just didn't speak to my heart. At one point, they put in a tiny little podcast management module in their curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I took it and I thought, oh, wait a minute. This is it. This is it. And it just sparked me. And so I went and I laid money down for the very best podcast management course that there is. And I'm telling you, it changed my life. This course changed my life. It's And plus, it allowed me to be in a community of private Facebook group where it's like my second family now, you know, and every every Tuesday, um, the creator of the course has a live Zoom where she answers questions and she gets really deep into the weeds of, you know, what this means and what that means and strategy and everything. And I'm telling you, it is it's fascinating for me. It is fascinating. Yeah. And it was, you know, I I used to be in the entertainment industry in my in my younger years, and it just felt like a natural progression. I'm really happy. I found my space. I found my little corner of the world that I am really happy in. Well, just the thought of having to be working at Apple, you you would think it would be the the coolest thing. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, Apple. But I know insane how you just every day the pandemic and just it, it. it helped out for some people in regards to like, let them stop and enjoy life in a very awkward situation of the, the world just literally turning on its side because of the pandemic. But then also like for me being a medical courier, I had Hmm. to pick up more specimens that were COVID related and we were getting multiple contracts. It was like insane, crazy, crazy, crazy. So right. Another question is, uh, what habits have you imbibed that helped you succeed? So I started curating, creating my own podcast SOP, basically a podcast Bible. I apologize for anyone who's taking offense at me calling this a podcast Bible. They think it's um, sacrilegious, but it is my go-to. It is So I subscribe to about 25, 30 podcasting newsletters. I subscribe to uh, a bunch of podcasting YouTube channels, blogs, articles, Facebook threads, um, and podcasts, podcasts on podcasting, Mm -hmm. which usually have transcripts. And for all the podcasters out there, if you don't have a transcript, that's something you really need to think about because there's money in them, their transcripts. Whenever something comes up that is like a brilliant nugget of information, man, I copy paste that. I put it on a Google Doc and it's all on my Trello board. So I have a huge 
Trello board, all categorized, all different lists and everything. It's an ongoing thing. So sometimes I take stuff out that's antiquated and sometimes I put stuff in. I make sure like every every other day I open this SOP, this podcasting SOP, probably about three or four times a week. And that is a habit that it I've really started to enjoy it because I just, I'm eating up all this information about podcasting, which is making me a better podcast manager. Yeah, I definitely need to learn more about that because I just dived right in and I was like, okay, well, you know, I was a yeah. DJ back in the day. So I was thinking, how how hard can this be? Majority of my radio show, I was just a soloist. I didn't have anyone as a guest. I played um, a variety of different music based on a particular theme or hair or a holiday from a, mm-hmm. a different country. So I would give a little historical information about it and some oh, cultural awesome. diversity. But there was nobody that I was talking to on the other side. Right. So me having not very good social skills because I am under a rock the majority of my life. Um, Podcasting has been like, this kind of fell on my lap. And I was like, let me just go for it. And I went in. I just no workshops, no seminars, no uh, advice from anybody on the outside world who's done it before. And I just dived right into the the 10 feet deep side of the pool and not even... I want to caution people who do start to do their own SOP. And especially if it's like shareable, like Trello is usually something that you can share with other people. People will ask you, Hey, can you share it with me? I'm going to, I'm going to discourage you from sharing it. And this is why a lot of people have given me a lot of things, a lot of templates. I'm a template queen. I love templates, but there is, I mean, I forget that I have them. I don't open them up. I don't see them. So, and this SOP is forever changing. So the stuff you would give someone is going to expire Mm -hmm. if they don't keep it up. And nine out of 10 times, they will not keep it up. So you are not doing them a favor by giving this to them. If you want to teach them, how to make one of their own, because what is a golden nugget to me of information is not necessarily going to be a golden nugget to you Mm -hmm. of information. Do you know what I'm saying? So everything speaks to us at different times in our lives. And that's what constitutes a really good SOP, a really good manual. I really want to hear you say SOP, but that's just my mind twisting the words around. That SOB, I tell him to do this and he decides That's to change right. everything around. I give him a template and he just, this SOB decided to tweak it a bit. I'm like, you know what? SOP, you know standard you, operating procedure. You know where to go, you SOB. So. That's right. <laughs> But that's just my mind going all over a different direction. Mine too. <laughs> mine too. I, I wrote in a, I think a Twitter thing about, I thanked someone, one of my mentors mm-hmm. um, about, oh, thank you so much for this information. I put it in my podcasting Bible. Oh, he got so mad. Don't associate me with the Bible. And I'm like, okay, how about uh, podcasting 
SOPs, standard operating procedures. So I just wanted because he's like a mentor of mine. I don't want to get him all riled up. I don't want to get him yeah. ticked off. No ruffling up the feathers. That's for sure. No ruffling the feathers. I would have been saying like the Quran then. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Let's exactly. do that. Um, that is so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So tell mm. me about a time you failed and what you learned from it. From the podcasting, from the voiceover, from previous situations of life personally or professionally? Mm. So the most recent was when I finished all those uh, modules in the podcasting management course. And I started going for all of those job ops that are that they put in private Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you do something called a discovery call. And that's basically a potential client. It's a discussion between you and the potential client. I don't like to call it an interview because an interview kind of says like the person is higher than you, mm-hmm. that you're, but that's not what this, what podcast management is all about. You are on an even keel. You are working with someone. You're not working for someone. And that's important. So you have something called a discovery call to see if you're both on the same page to see exactly what the client needs. You don't need editing. Oh, okay. Well, we can, we don't have to put that in the proposal. You do need management, uh, guest management. Okay. You do need show notes. Okay. Things like that. So you get on the same page, but I was going into them with such a huge case of imposter syndrome that it was crazy. And it's getting back to what we were talking about before, when you filled out that very first job application and you got to that part that says experience. Well, I had all this knowledge in my noggin because I went through the modules a couple of times. I was good. I was good. And plus I got my podcasting SOP. I was going, but I had not applied that knowledge and it just was really hanging over my head. I don't know. I think there was just an aura that I was given off. And so I thought, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to make my own experience. And so that's how my podcast, Boomer Side Hustle Lounge, was kind of born. It was born out of necessity. Yeah, I was going to actually get more in depth about your podcast because we have been dinking around the pool, the podcast pool about exactly what your podcast pertains to. And that one is called the Boomer Side Hustle Lounge. I love it. Right. Tell me more about that quickly. I know you said you're working on it and you just got done. or you Just finished the 20th uh, interview. It's going to be one season and it's all about unique and put unique in great big, bold caps, neon lights, (laughs) unique side hustles. So for instance, has anyone ever said to you, Hey, you know, you look just like fill in the blank. If anyone has ever said that to you, you might be able to make some cha-ching off of it. I interviewed a Robin Williams impersonator and during the interview, I got to tell you, it was a little freaky deaky because there was a couple of times I had to shake my head because not only did he look and sound like him, but his energy level was the same. I really felt at times, this is Robin Williams. It was, it was a little freaky deaky. So also, um, how about a house sitter that only does house sitting in Rome and Tahiti and Bali? a high-end house sitter. Wow. How about a audio book proofreader? How about a visual 
interpreter for the blind. So I interviewed 20 people whose side hustle and or careers had the eyebrow factor. And here's the eyebrow factor. People either went, oh, with their eyebrows all going all the way up to their hairline or what? They, they like squoosh them down towards their nose. So it was all extremely unique professions or side hustles. You can make as much of it as you want. For instance, I interviewed someone who bought a shovel and built a business scooping dog poop out of people's yards Mm -hmm. because he loves animals. He loves animals. And he's made, you know, at first it was just like him and a shovel. And now he's got he wanted to go further with it. So he, I think he has like four employees. So, and he is in demand, really hugely in demand. The phone is not stopped ringing. Wow. Wow. That is so interesting how the, how the side hustle and the gentleman that you've mentioned about the uh, Robin Williams impersonator, I, I follow him on TikTok. So. <laughs> oh, David, a, David yeah. Bourne. Yeah, yeah, I follow him. And I was like, oh my gosh, when he did the Mork and Mindy skit, it yeah. was amazing. Like, oh my God, I because I I followed and watched Robin Williams from his young times when he was like 70s and his movies in the 70s and all that. So just to see him again in almost like in the flesh. Yeah. This gentleman yeah. was amazing. amazing. And you know, it's funny because throughout someone's life, your look is going to change. In my younger years, there were a lot of photographs of Celine Dion that people would say, "Tiar, this is you. And I'm like, no, this is not, that's not me. That's Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, really? And they'd look real closer and they'd look at me again. And when I was also younger, there's an actress, there was an actress by the name of Brenda Vaccaro. People used to tell me all the time, I looked like Brenda Vaccaro. So throughout your, your lifespan, your look changes. And as a matter of fact, you know, David Bourne um, was in a movie, I want to say with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. Great movie. It's about how uh, Bonnie and Clyde were caught. And David played the sheriff, I think the sheriff of Louisiana or something like that. But he was in the most integral scenes of the movie, the last third, the last 25% of the movie. And as I watched it, of course, I watched the movie after I interviewed him. And as I watched the movie, I thought, oh, my God, you know, if anyone does a story about LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, David Bourne has got that. I mean, he looks exactly like Lyndon Baines Johnson in this movie. Crazy. So you can go for different looks. It's just it's amazing. But you can make money off of this. And that's what Boomer Side Hustle Lounge is all about Mm -hmm. is because I always ask them, you know, how much did it cost you to get started on this? What kind of resources, tools, equipment do you need to get started on this? You know, is there a community out there that you that you can rely on that you don't have to go through this all by yourself? We get people to think outside the box when it comes to their side hustle and their retirement years. Wow. And in actuality, all the side hustles that have been represented in all 20 interviews, anyone could go for. You don't have to be a baby boomer. Anyone can go for it. Mm-hmm. So, but we just, we wanted to niche it down. We directed it towards the the boomers. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I will be the uh, 
I guess a Gen X that will be enjoying listening to your podcast. So you thank you. I appreciate it. I will follow you. Um, just give me the links and I am on it, girl. So I sure will. So I guess one last question before we cl- do in closing here. So who do you think of as a mentor and mm. what did you need to learn from them at that time? Well, you know, as as a 60 year old woman, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, my mother was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my parents were jazz musicians and they wow. traveled around. My mom was on the Tahoe Reno Vegas circuit. And my dad was on the Vegas Tahoe Reno circuit. And they say that they met, then married, then had me. But, you know, it was in the late 50s, early 60s, and they were jazz musicians. So who knows if that's really true? <laughs> so, uh, I've been fine with it all these years. So I was actually raised by my by a single mother. All my they they divorced when I was still a baby, and um, I was raised by my mother. And she, you know, went around the lounges and she did her thing on the piano and sang. And that's who I wanted to follow the footsteps of. And so at the age of eighteen, I moved to Las Vegas from San Francisco Bay Area to Las Vegas to follow in mom's footsteps. I didn't care about the main showroom. I wanted to do the lounges. And when I got to Las Vegas, that's when all the lounges were dead. They were Mm. just, there was nothing happening. They were all closing down. And so then you, you know, you pivot, you have to pay rent. And so I started dealing poker and running keno and I'm doing every, anything you can in order to, to make the coin. And now, as I find myself in my 60s and my the spark of my life is podcasting, the mentors have changed. And the mentors now are Lauren Wrighton, who is the creator of the podcast management course that I took. She is, of course, all these mentors I'm about to mention, they're all younger than me. So, but she is one of the most successful podcast managers out there. She is just giving all of her knowledge and it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Crystal Prophet, Adam, Adam, and please don't ask me to pronounce his last name, uh, but he has a podcast called Podcasting Business School and he is amazing. He strategizes and I learned so much from him. Dave Jackson and uh, Dave Hooper. So all of those are my mentors. And mind you, I have not met most of these people in person, and they don't even know that I have put them in this position as my mentor, but I hang on every word that they say whenever I, of course, subscribe to all their newsletters, I listen to all their podcasts, and I'm on all the Facebook groups that they are in because I'm filling out that podcasting Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So those are my mentors when it comes to podcasting. Now, of course, I'm just getting back into the whole voice over thing. And Dane Scott is a fantastic Mm -hmm. mentor to have in voiceover. Anthony, you're going to have to help me with the last name voiceover journey. Do you know who I mean? Yeah. Okay. It's, isn't, it, isn't it an Italian name? I it believe? sure is. It's yes. totally Italian. But <laughs> he has a Facebook group called, I think it's called Voiceover's Journey. I think so, yes. Yeah. And if you're 
interested in voiceover at all, you got to get into that group because he gives nothing but value. He is fantastic. So, and as I said, I'm just now getting back into the whole voiceover thing. My voiceover SOP is not nearly as developed as my podcasting SOP, but um, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's something that I always go back to. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that because um, that inspires me even more to be like, you know what? I've been a little in a little bit of a dry spell in regards to voiceovering and um, a lot of doubt, you know, because it's a big industry. It's a mm-hmm. large industry and you can get lost in there if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You kind and of you know, you, there, there are niches. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you want to, if you want to specialize just in, medical voiceovers. That's something that requires a huge amount of skill, a lot of Latin. I mean, it is amazing. People think, well, what would you do in voiceovers medical? Think about presentations. Think about any any kind of presentations, uh, audiobooks, all on medical journal, you know, the medical jargon and stuff like that. So they make good coin, really, really good coin. I just don't know if I can get those words out of my mouth because they are very (laughs) difficult. (laughs) Yeah. When I was, I just graduated from high school and I went right into college and it was a medical laboratory technology associate's degree. So anatomy and physiology was like my old time fave. There you go. Have you so, done any medical voiceovers? I have not. And I was thinking about Ooh, that. Like, girl. Latin is like literally like being Afro-Latina. So that's automatically, yeah. I have that, that Latin, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. side of it. Yeah, there's so, some money sitting, yeah, there's a pot of money sitting there waiting for you to get it. It's got there's my name on it. Let me go yep. put my little label yep. <laughs> screen. Yep. Put that on there. So listen, I also wanted to mention that, you know, I've talked so much about this podcasting management course Mm -hmm. that if anyone is interested in podcast management, it's a fantastic job if you are an introvert because you don't have to get on the microphone. You just, it's a business thing. Um, It's a fantastic job if you are an extrovert like me. So it speaks to both the introvert and the extrovert. But if you really want to know all about it, not sure you're on the fence, then I want you to contact me, contact me. And I will answer any question that you have. And I'll be really honest with you. Um, I'll answer everything. I'm, I'm at mouthybroadmedia.com or mouthybroadmedia at gmail.com. And I would love to talk to you about podcast management, or if you have an idea for a podcast, anything like that. So it is a pleasure. Thank you so much again for oh, being a, a guest, time. DR. I appreciate this. this is just wonderful, informative, Absolutely. rich of information. A great time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. So we will stay in touch, my dear. And okay. you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Blue Zion podcast. If you yourself is a small business owner, entrepreneur, musician, or artist, or liked what you heard, please share and follow. I am on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or contact me at www.jasminecastillovoice.com and stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.